You're listening to The Dirt on Dating Show with your host, Misha Noah. Get ready for real stories with everyday people on topics like the hottest dating apps, when to commit, and how to find a partner you actually click with. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah. And I'm Mish. And today we're going to take a glimpse into what it's like to date Raquel. So Raquel lives in Los Angeles. She is an alchemist, creator, divine feminine, and loves being around her friends. Fantastic. So Raquel, what is that? What is an alchemist and divine feminine? What does that mean? Oh my gosh, that's a that's a loaded question. An alchemist is somebody who has the ability to chemically transform lead into gold but it transcends into the human uh, experience. And it basically speaks to being able to transcend from something that's harming you or an experience that was really hard and transcend that and remold it into something positive for you, like a learning lesson or um, looking at it in a different way and seeing that there was actually more love there than you initially thought. And a divine feminine is um, somebody who identifies. It has nothing to do with gender. It has to do with how you identify yourself as feminine or masculine. And to be inside of that in a divine kind of a way is a whole different whole different thing. We are all divine feminine or all divine masculine. It's just stepping into that power and where you are in your path and your journey. Cool. That sounds good. That sounds good. I think like we we try to have a little bit of alchemist on our show too. We're trying to help people figure that out and and create that happy place for their relationships. And speaking of which, how is your relationship status right now? Are you single? Are you in a relationship? I'm in a relationship. We actually just celebrated our fifth year anniversary. And the entire relationship has been long distance, which is pretty unique, I hear. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How long distance? From one one side of the continent to the other, from New York to LA. Bicoastal. All right. Bicoastal. Bicoastal love. Yeah. And how's that working out for you? How long have you been long distance? Has it been the whole five years? Or Yeah, it's been the whole five years. It's literally the first long distance relationship I've ever been in. So it's not like I had any experience with it before. Neither did he. So, and honestly, when we got together, I don't think either of us were really looking for anything. And I think both of us have been equally surprised that it's gone on as long as it has, which has been a great surprise. But, you know, it was kind of one for me, it was one of those things where it's like, I, I met him, I was around him, I saw him and it just felt like home. I've never mm. had that feeling with anybody or any place before. And it just felt like home. So it's, it's been really great. I'd love to dive in a little bit about that specific dynamic and figure out why it works for the two of you. But before that, I'd love to just get a little bit of what you're looking for or what you value in a relationship in general. What makes it special? What makes it work? What makes it something that you would have rather than being single? Tell me about that. The only way I can answer that is just to say it's chemistry. There's either chemistry there or it's not there. And I, if you look at my dating history and you were to like line up the, the men and the guys I, I've dated, um, some of them were men and some of them were guys, there's a big difference. 
they, they look on the outside, they look completely different. And I know that guys and girls are like, no, I, I don't have a type. And then you put their type up and it's literally the same dude, but one's wearing a red shirt and one's wearing a yellow shirt and one's wearing, it's like the exact same. If you were to put my dating history up, like in a mugshot lineup or whatever, it literally looks like uh, it's, it's so eclectic. And the only way I can explain what attracts me to somebody or not is chemistry. And what keeps me around is chemistry. And there's no way to say what that is or what it isn't. It's just, it's chemistry. It's what you feel. Mm. It's, it's, and it's what you know, an inner knowingness and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Same thing for the other person. Like it just is, or it isn't. I mean, with that in mind, I'm, I'm just curious, would it be easy to replace someone that has the same chemistry vibe or does it matter if they're, if it's one person that gives you the chemistry, if it's another person, like why have the relationship bounds, you know? It's not a chemistry. So it's not one type of chemistry. It's all unique individual chemistries. So if it's more than one person that I've had chemistry, it's not because I've experienced that before. It's because I'm experiencing a different type of chemistry. The difference that keeps me connected to somebody or in a relationship with someone and vice versa versus going out on one date or two dates and that's it is there was a type of chemistry there or there was nothing at all. Mm. And I love that I, because otherwise people would be replaceable. If, if, if chemistry was universal, unilateral, and you just got bored with somebody, you just got into an argument, didn't want to deal with it, you would just move on to the next. But that's the joy of every individual experience that you get with every person that you date. It's like, Mm. it's a unique type of chemistry. And sometimes like with my boyfriend right now, sometimes you get that, that chemistry that just is like everything bottled up into one and then some, and you just cannot let that shit go. Well, what does that sometimes look like? I mean, cause it's, it's, you know, that uh, get specific with me. Is there, has there been an instance where it has been bottled up? And so that way we can clearly define like, Oh, that's what she means by chemistry. Hmm. No, I mean, the only thing I can really describe it as is it's a feeling of being home. Tell us a story about that. Like, when were you like really just feeling that? When? Well, the when was when we first met and there really was nothing significant happening on the outside. But I can give you an example of how it's different from other people. The first, well, one of one of the first times I noticed it in the relationship was when we had been in the same room for quite a few hours. And it was sort of toward the beginning of the relationship. And you know, when you're first with somebody and you're just like buzzing around the room and they're buzzing around the room, but you're still sort of getting to know each other and you're aware of where they are. So like as a girl, you're like, give them my good angle. If I'm turning this way and make sure you, and as a guy, you're like, don't burp and don't fart while she's in the room. And oh my gosh, don't reject that phone call. She doesn't need to hear me talking to that guy. Cause I sound like such an idiot when I talk to you know, you're just, you're just very aware of this other person. Your guard isn't quite down. And so you're doing, you know, I call it the beginning dance. But we were at the beginning in a space where we were both buzzing around the room and just doing our own kind of thing. And I legit, for like a good hour, forgot that he was there. And it wasn't because he was quiet or I was quiet. And it wasn't because I forgot, like I'm saying, it was just 
this other level, I was so comfortable with him that I felt like I was with myself, knowing that I wasn't by myself. And it felt like home. It, I've never, I've never felt like that around anybody before. Mm. I, I was, I was with myself by myself and another part of me was in the room. So it just kind of makes sense that I, you know, forgot I was there. How many times when you're in the room, do you remind yourself that you're in the room? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so seeing how that you, you both bring each other so much joy and like, it's so natural. What, what, is different about having a long distance relationship. A lot of times people will have that honeymoon phase, they'll realize they like somebody and then they'll jump right into moving in together. They'll jump right into spending every moment of the day together. Did you have that earlier in the relationship and then you scaled it back? Paint us a picture of how the dynamic has become a long distance thing and how it's been able to last. Well, it's only ever been a long distance thing. The joy about long distance is when you get together, it does feel like a honeymoon phase every single time. And I think the reason that it's lasted as long as it has is that we're both very independent people and we both have so much going on and we have enough you know, trust and love in the relationship that we've been able to give each other that loving space for each of us to go and hustle and do and be as we want to be, knowing that the other person is always there if we need them. And I don't know, I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way to do it. Like if you feel like you guys want to move in together and it doesn't matter if you've known each other for a long time or not, go for it. Follow your heart. I just don't feel like there's such a thing as a, a good choice and a bad choice. I think there are just choices. Mm. And I think that when things are, are good, they're good and, and enjoy it while you can. Good might mean a month. Good might mean a year, 10 years. Good might mean, you know, 50 or 60 or 70 years. And it, just enjoy it. It's called just being present. So that, that being said, it has, it's not easy because sometimes you miss each other and you want to see each other now. And it's very different seeing each other on the phone or hearing their voice versus touching each other yeah. and, and holding each other. And sometimes you just have a day and you just want to come home and you want to veg out on the couch and you want to curl up into, you know, uh, under his arm and, and sleep on his lap and he's not there. And that doesn't feel fun. Yeah. That that's the hard part. And do you do you ever either one of you ever have other lovers? Is this are you exclusive? And if you are, how do you deal with jealousy? We've had this conversation because we're both super free spirits and you know, I think when love is real, it frees you. It doesn't confine you. And I think everybody has the right to define what freedom is for themselves. Mm -hmm. So, I think for you know, males, I think having that freedom to explore that part of themselves is important. I would be more free and open to it if I wasn't such a fucking germaphobe. I am such a germaphobe. You guys, I cannot eat. This is how bad my germaphobia is. I can't even watch like a minute or two of porn without being like, oh my God, how is her OBGYN going to start putting this? What test does her OBGYN run? And, and, and oh my God, how do you even begin to curl that back? It just, it freaks me out. And I'm just like, it, it spirals me into like, a, you know, I, some people get like that when they watch hoarders, like they just start spiraling and getting anxiety and it's just not, so I'm, I'm too huge of a germaphobe and I'm, 
I can't, I, that's not something I could do. Monogamy is like super important to me for health reasons at minimum. And I've just shared that with him and, you know, and he's adjusted accordingly and lovingly. And that's all I can ask. And yeah, I don't know. I don't, I think, but I think it's different for everybody. I know people who have open relationships. And I think that when you're in an open relationship, you have, you two people have to have the highest amount of trust. Otherwise, all these other energies and all these other feelings come into the mix and it fucks shit up. And then it becomes more stuff for you guys to have to fix in the relationship. And that to me is like, that's like headache I don't even want to have to deal with. Yeah, that would definitely get exhausting. (laughs) I mean, but some people don't find it exhausting. Some people love the rush. Some people like the excitement of juggling all of that and need that constant, you know, that, that just that full feeling of freedom. And, and good good for them. This is, this is the blessing of being in a big world with over 8 billion people. There's all types out there. Do you think that if you guys weren't long distance and you lived in the same city, that would strengthen your relationship? Or do you think it could possibly weaken it? Uh, I don't know. I've never thought about that. I if I think, if I imagine us being in the same city in the same household, I don't think that that would be a desire, honestly. Because mama keeps it fun. Mama can be lots of people. Yeah. <laughs> and anytime she wants, she can be anybody. Very cool. Well, we're, we're going to start working towards wrapping up here. And as this is the Dirt on Dating show, we do love to get a few dirty questions in here. So okay. <laughs> uh, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What's your favorite position? Favorite position. My favorite position is uh, queen of the world. (laughs) (laughs) And what's the wildest fetish that you've ever encountered? A guy who was like totally into my feet, which is not wild, but you know, it was for me. What's your favorite phrase to say or hear when you're talking dirty? Any, anything. I'm open. Unlimited possibilities. Just give it to me. Speak your heart. If there was any advice you could give to your younger self, what would it be? I would say you, you should get the boob job because they don't get bigger. Just do it. I love <laughs> don't, that. Wait, don't wait for anything. Just go get it done. What's the spiciest story you can share with us? Yes. <laughs> okay. We, we were in one of our favorite hotels and he was getting ready to go to the gym for, you know, like half an hour or whatever. And I told him that I was getting ready to leave and go run this errand, whatever. And he left, he went to the gym and I called him about, you know, five, 10 minutes later. And I was like, babe, you have to come back to the room. I'm all tangled into this necklace. It's twisted into my hair. I have to leave. You have to come right back. Come now, 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 hurry. So he was like, I just got to the gym. And I was like, well, just come do this. Help me real quick. I'm not even, you know, just now. So he comes running in and when he comes in, I'm laying on the bed. I have a pink, hot pink bob wig that's like in a short bob on my head, light pink candies heels, and I'm wearing a whipped cream bikini. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I-, I love it. Yeah. And he was like, what is going on? And I was like, I seem to be tangled up in this whipped cream. Can you help me with this? And so I started going to the gym. He had a little bedroom workout. And I was like, it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, that's a it's a good workout sometimes. Yeah. No, it's a good day. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, is there anything that you'd like to share for people who are in a long distance relationship and you know, any tips on 
things that you found that have worked really well? Yeah. If you're in a long distance relationship, communication is everything. And if you're not great at communicating, you have to work on uh, those parts of yourself that are just not speaking up. You need to be in touch with yourself and actually check in on a day by day basis. What am I needing? What am I not getting? What part of that can I fulfill myself? What part of that do I actually need help with from my partner? And ha- what's the best way to talk to them about it? Because everyone has their different languages and their love languages and ways that you can and can't approach them. And uh, you know, the blessing of time is that you get that space to really know the other person. So you know how to approach them and you know what not to do after a while. But communication is everything, everything. If it's a text, if it's a phone call, and you, you have to be consistent with the way that you communicate positively, because literally, like if you miss an emoji on a text, your partner reads it as like, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. They're mad. So mm-hmm. communication is everything. And you guys just have to be open to actually playing at a distance. You have to keep it fun. You have to keep it playful and just go day by day, like week by week within yourself. Like, is this everything that I'm wanting in a relationship? And, you know, don't be afraid to make moves if it's not. And don't be afraid to speak your truth and say, I really need you to show up for me in these ways. And I feel like you're not. And don't be afraid to say, like, I love you. I miss you. I want your body. Mm. I am not happy right now. I'm totally grumpy because I cannot sit next to you and come see me now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. How frequently do you guys go back and forth? Well, I'm taught it has been so hard with this COVID pandemic. Yeah. We have just had the hardest, the hardest time in our whole relationship because of it, because mm-hmm. we can't travel. Yeah, for sure. But before COVID it was once a month. And during that month, it would be anywhere from like a full week. Sometimes we'd get like a good two weeks in. And it's great because it really is like full honeymoon situation. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Really good. Last question um, before I cut you loose. Do you, do you guys ever do like virtual, do you ever have like a virtual sex and stuff? Yeah. 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 That's, that's pretty hot. Do you guys have toys that you use when you do that? Or is it just like a, just face to face? It's, you know, limitless, unlimited, infinite possibilities in an infinite universe. It's sure. I mean, if you're anybody with that kind of mindset, anything can happen. So, yeah, but you have to do that. That's the blessing of uh, being in this century. For sure. Well, cool. All right, Raquel, it has been a blast getting to know you and, and hearing your story. So thank you so much for being a part of the show. You gave it amazing. I loved hearing your insight. Seriously. I liked Aww. it. Mish, thank you for having me. Thank you, Noah. It's nice to meet you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. Go ahead and swing by your favorite podcast player. Leave us a review. Positive reviews are the best. And even if you hate the show, let us know so we can keep improving. Of course, if you want to be featured on the show, visit dirtondating.com slash single to introduce yourself. We need more great singles as well as people in relationships and alternative relationships to share their story on the show. So thanks so much for being a part of this and we will see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe, talk dirty, and we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.